Happy Cadence. How are my uh, Boise State fans today? How's my Idaho fans today? How are my Nebraska fans today? How are my Missouri fans today? College of Idaho. How are College of Idaho fans? I don't remember. I don't see him where he's at. They won yesterday. Uh, Who am I missing? Who who should I represent? Anyone else? Well, no matter how you feel today, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Good morning. Let's stand and sing.
flame. Now this gospel truth of old shall not kneel, shall not faint. By his blood and in his name, in his freedom I am free. For the love of Jesus Christ, who has resurrected me. some wonderful people standing next to you. Let's take a moment. One person said, I don't know about this one. Say hi to the people around you. And then then, uh, we'll get back.
together, I invite you to, well, I invite the kids to come on up. Little kids, come on up. Fifth grade and down. This is your time in worship. Thanks for being here today. We had a lot of kids at the first service, and they gave us a little bit of play. Uh, We had, uh, we're doing a sermon series on the Wizard of Oz. Have you ever seen the Wizard of Oz? Scarecrow, Tin Man, it's a good one. That's an oldie but a goodie, some good songs in there. Uh, But they did a little play called The Wizard of Eyes. They took a lot of liberty with the scripture, so if you really like your scripture, just just reel it back for a moment and just go with it, because it's kids. Uh, but they did a story on uh, one of Jesus' healings on the Wizard of Eyes. It's going to be on the screen. you want to turn it? Watch with me. Let's see, let's see what they did at that service. Okay. Jesus and his disciples traveled through the village of Bethsaida. They played marching games to make the trip go more quickly. Jesus had everyone walk in place to get them in step. Then he had them do about face. Then he had them do left face. Then he had them do right flank. Then he had them point to the sky. He had them look to the ground. Then he had them do the hokey pokey and they turned themselves around. (laughs) Then he said, forward, march. Left, 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 right, left. Once he had them marching together, Jesus shouted out in cadence rhythm. I don't know, but people say... And the disciples repeated, I don't know, but people say. And Jesus said, I was born on Christmas Day. Um. And disciples said, he was born on Christmas Day. But as they neared the center of town, they encountered four people traveling together arm in arm. One of them said, I'm Scarecrow, and I need a brain. The second one said, I am Tin Man, and tin hasn't even been invented yet. (laughs) The third said, I am Lion King, and I need a movie deal with Disney. (laughs) The fourth man was blind, and he simply kept clicking his heels together and saying, there's no place like Basidia. There's no place like Basidia. Immediately, the scarecrow, the tin man, and the Lion King all fell to Jesus' feet, begging him to heal their blind friend. chant together, lean to the left, lean to the right, stand up, sit down, give him sight. They chanted this for almost a full 30 seconds, at which point Jesus said, silence. The audience applaud wildly. Just to lighten the scene and put the blind man at ease, Jesus held out three fingers to the blind man and said, How many fingers do you see? The disciples and the blind man's traveling companions roared with laughter. The blind man said, all I know is we're not in Bethsaida anymore, and he knelt before Jesus. While the blind man's three traveling companions hummed, the infamous Somewhere Over the Rainbow, hum Somewhere Over the Rainbow. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Jesus leaned right into the blind man's face. He clapped his hands twice, looked in the direction of heaven, clapped twice again, and then touched the blind man's face. But the blind man still couldn't see. So while the traveling companions and the disciples still hummed somewhere over the rainbow, (laughs) Jesus held out his hand for complete silence. All eyes focused on him as he worked up a mouthful of saliva. (laughs) The townspeople thought he was getting ready to whistle a hymn or something. But instead, Jesus spit in one of his hands. The crowd went wild with approval. Jesus held up his clean hand to silence the crowd. And with the other hand, he touched the blind man's eyes. The crowd groaned and yelled, gross. 
But Jesus quieted the crowd and quickly asked the man, can you see now? The man looked towards Jesus and said, if I say no, will you put spit in my eyes again? (laughs) But he added, I see men that look like trees walking around. However, this was just the disciples, the scarecrow, the lion king, and the tin man pretending all to be trees. Jesus spit on his hand again and touched the blind man's eyes. This time, just to make sure his hearing was okay, Jesus also spit on his finger and put the blind man's ear. He also coughed on the man's kneecap and burped on the man's wrist. (laughs) The man opened his eyes and started yelling, I can see, I can see, I can see. The scarecrow, the Lion King, and the Tin Man began to cheer. Cheer! They all came together for a group hug and high fives and gave thanks to the Lord for his mighty work. The end. Now, a lot of that story, uh, they, they kind of uh, jazzed it up for the kids. Uh, the spit part was true. That part's in the Bible. Uh, spit part. Uh, uh, healing of the eyes. I wish Jesus was back because there's some healings that I'd like him to do. I got some friends who have injuries on an arm. I got another friend who has injury on a knee. I got another friend who has injury in the heart and is, is, is sad about a lot of things. He need, they need a feelings doctor. And I just wish, you know, God, if you had that kind of healing, can you come on back and, and take care of that? And that's when God kind of talks to me a little bit and says, that's why we're here together. There's doctors out here who know how to heal the body. There are feelings doctor at the first service who know, who know about, about feelings. And there's people out here who love and care. When we follow Jesus, uh, he can heal, help heal our relationships. He can help heal our sadness. He can help heal our pain. And with him, hopefully without spit, we can find joy in, his, in him in our lives as well. Can you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we ask your blessings upon these little ones that as they grow in godliness and love together, that they know they do not walk through this life alone, but they walk with the love of their families, of this congregation, and more importantly, with you. Bless him in the week ahead. And the family of God said, amen. I think there's Sunday school available if you follow Miss Malia right over there, if you'd like. Uh, you could also go back to, to your families, but thanks for being here. And while they're going, again, you might be wondering why the chief of police is here. <laughs> so there's a, a Faith in Blue event uh, that we're one of the first folk to, to, to have this for them. Uh, the chief spoke at the first service, and, and we're going to have him speak at this service. Uh, can everyone say, hi, Chief Terry? Hi, Chief Terry. I would say his last name, but I would butcher it, and that's misdemeanor. It is a long one. Uh, maybe you saw the, uh, the police car on your way in. Uh, it was in the alleyway here. Someone at the first service said, I've never seen the, the, the front side of a police car, which makes you wonder how they get to see the back seat. Uh, but uh, we, we are appreciative of him. He's going to share a little bit about uh, what's going on in Meridian. And, and actually, whatever you say, however long you go, you can go long, and I will shorten the sermon accordingly, and they will be blessed because of it. So. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am Chief Tracy Bastrachea with the Meridian Police Department. Now you know why he didn't say my last name. It sounds like you may be swearing at your neighbor if you try to pronounce it, so we just go by Chief Tracy with most people. I'm very uh, honored to be here and and humbled to be here. One of the uh, things about Meridian that I love the most is it is very strongly grounded in in faith-based organizations, and I think it's why with a city that is growing as fast as as it is, And with people moving from all over different parts of the country, that it has remained safe. Uh, I always am proud to brag about the community that we serve. Uh, Because while we are serving you and we are very honored to serve you, I think sometimes you don't realize in this community uh, how much of a service you provide to us as police officers. And I say police officers because we do so much more than law enforcement. That's maybe... 5% 5% of what, what we actually do. Our goal is to serve the community, 
But what we have found uh, in Meridian in particular is when there are controversial things going on across the country, when police departments are being criticized, some fairly, some unfairly, we get painted with that broad brush as well. And it is always somebody from the faith community that shows up at the Meridian Police Department to say thank you during those trying times. Uh, it's always somebody from a, uh, the faith community that shows up and brings treats or just thanks our officers. And you cannot believe how far just a little thank you goes to a police officer, that little thing. Uh, we have officers that have come to us from different parts of the country. They're always amazed um, at how they're treated by our community. And that's not by mistake. Everything that we do at the Meridian Police Department is very intentional. Uh, we understand that bond between the community and how strong it can be and how easily it can be broken. But our officers that come here from other parts of the uh, country are always amazed that when they're driving down uh, the road, they get waved at with all of your fingers. And they're, uh, they're pretty happy about that. They're shocked when they go to coffee or they go they stop for lunch somewhere and somebody has picked up the tab for them i have officers all the time asking me they want to know when the other shoe is going to drop because they don't believe it can be this good in this community and it can but that's something that we work very very hard to hold on to and we are very strict on our hiring standards and our expectations and our expectations for our officers are that they are truly here to serve to serve you and to serve everybody in the community it doesn't matter if it is somebody that we are arresting and taking to jail uh, we make it very clear to them we expect them to treat everybody with the respect and dignity that every human being deserves and sometimes police work is ugly and force has to be used, and they are reminded that when that resistance has ended, our force has ended, and we will dust that person off and treat them like the human being that they deserve to be treated like. And we are, that's just, that, that is our mantra. Um, we are an agency that is known for having a very, very positive culture within the four walls and outside of those four walls. So I just want to say to you, you know, thank you um, for that support, and you know, if there's anything that the police department can do for you, feel free to reach out. We are, we love doing community events. This event is an amazing event, uh, Faith and Blue. They, like the pastor said, this is one of the first ones. This is the first one that's been held in Meridian, for sure. And, and we're so proud to uh, be part of that and, and to be here with you. Uh, that doesn't happen in every community. So uh, thank you for that. The other thing that I, I would like to point out that uh, I pointed out at the uh, mayor's uh, faith luncheon uh, earlier this week, and then I'll be quiet because I'm not running for office. I don't need to keep droning on. Um, I'm a student of leadership. I love studying different leaders. I love listening to different ideas about leadership, and I love having those discussions uh, with leaders from across the country. And it's very interesting for me that when we talk about the books that we're reading on leadership and the things that we're looking for, I never hear anyone mention the Bible. And it shocks me, because if you read the Bible, there is no better book um, that encompasses leadership, in my opinion. And I think it is summed up very well in the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. He says, do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but also for those of others. I really believe that it encompasses the servant leadership that we look for um, in our officers and that we try to remind them uh, of the reason that they're here. They are truly here to serve you and, and to serve this community and Again, I just want to say thank you for having us and thank you for your support that you give us every day. It, it's an unbelievable community to be in. So thank you. Thank you, Chief. Uh, Chief Tracy uh, heard the sermon at the first service, I think, and he's, I think he's got some other duties to do, but thank you for being here, Chief Tracy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, as we take the offering, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate to the giving to the church. You make this place happen. One, one element of, uh, of offertory this week, uh, we got the crop walk uh, in about a week from now. 
I think there's a three-mile route, a one-mile route. Uh, I remember back in the days when they actually did 10 miles. That was, that was a long day. Uh, if you would like to, to walk, talk to Lisa. If you would like to donate uh, to help other walkers help alleviate hunger in our community and in our world, 25% of all funds raised stays here uh, at, the, at, the, at the county level. The other uh, 75 goes throughout the world to help alleviate hunger uh, wherever it may be found. Uh, if you'd like to help donate, talk to Lisa. If you have any questions about Crop Walk, guess who you get to talk to? Lisa. All right. Uh, let us receive the offertory. Say hi, Margaret. Hi. Margaret Pridmore is the chair of our staff, parish, Pastor Parish Relations Committee, and uh, she has a small announcement to make. Uh, this is uh, Clergy Appreciation Day, month, whatever. I... Oh, hey, even louder. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we wanted to take an opportunity to actually um, recognize not just our pastors, but also all of the support staff, all the ministry staff. Can I get uh, all of the support staff and the ministry staff here to stand up? There's a few of us here. These people make it so that he can do the sermons. So I think everybody deserves, and yes. <laughs> people in the cheap seats. Yeah, people clear up on the balcony. Good seats up there. Uh, Everybody that supports uh, deserves uh, recognition as well because reality is is that they keep all of this running so that Pastor Mike can impart the important messages every week to us. So uh, we got you some roses right there. And uh, just thank you. It's appreciated by all of us. So Thank you. Yeah, the only reason that I might look good, and that's debatable, the only reason that is possible is because of the staff that we have. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Margaret, is there, is there any more space on staff, Pastor Parish Relations Committee, or are you all filled up? I think the answer is you could use a couple more people on your committee, if I, if I had to guess. Awesome. If you're curious about how to help it out, uh, talk, talk to Margaret or talk to me. We appreciate that. And Lisa's going to read our scripture that's going to feel like half the New Testament today. Uh, the first, the first uh, section is uh, uh, from Chronicles. Uh, kind of ties into the Wizard of Oz theme. You might hear about brains. You might hear about heart. You might hear about courage. And then a familiar story to most of us. Good morning. <clears throat> the first scripture we have is First Chronicles 28, 9 and 20. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. The next one is Luke fifteen eleven through 32. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. 
Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I set out, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and, and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Bring a ring, or put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed and killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his, but he answered his father, look, all these years I have been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes come home, you kill the fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Thank you, Lisa. So like I mentioned, the sermon series is based very loosely on the allegory of the Wizard of Oz. Scarecrow uh, needed, needed some brains. Tin Man needed some heart. And the lion needed courage, which co- coincidentally lines up with what King David asked for his son, Solomon. To serve the Lord, you need that willing mind. You need to have a good heart and be, be strong and courageous. Last week, we talked about the Scarecrow. Today's the Tin Man. Of all of Dorothy's friends in The Wizard of Oz, uh, I thought the Tin Woodsman, as described in Frank Baum's uh, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz and in the movie uh, 39 years later, uh, he was one of the most fascinating characters of them. The Scarecrow needed brains. The Lion needed courage. But I think the Tin Man had it right. We need a heart. And if you think about these times, 1900 was when this was written, America was changing from from an ag society to a more industrialized society. More and more people were going from the farm, working in the factory, and people in the factory, for whatever reason, they they, they felt like they were just machines, uh, a cog in a wheel, lifeless, putting in their hours. Uh, And so that's that's the Tin Man, without, without heart. But he had it right. He needed a heart. Because that ability to love that makes a life worthwhile. In the book, the quote is this. This is what the Tin Man said. I shall take the heart, for brains do not make one happy. And happiness is the best thing in the world. But somewhere in the back of my mind, sometimes I have a problem with love like this. Because I have it in the back of my mind that we should get what we deserve. A good person is rewarded with good things, and a bad person should be rewarded with bad things. I'm not saying you're the good people and the bad people. I'm sorry. Good people, however it works, right? 
An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. What's the point of being good if even the bad guys get the good stuff? The unjust brother in the story gets rewarded, and the just brother gets nothing. You know, if we're concerned about what influences our children, maybe this section of the Bible should be part of that banned book thing. Like, this is a story I don't want to tell my kids. Go off and do anything you want. Enjoy, live life, take half my money. And then you can come back and all is forgiven. I don't know if I like this story. The younger son took the inheritance. For a younger son of two at this time, uh, in this day and age, uh, if, out, of two, out of two boys, I'm sorry, ladies, it's the boys who get the, I would like to say 2,000 years ago, even my own grandma, my own grandma, when her parents died, she was like, why do the boys get the land and we get the dishes? Back then, it was kind of the same. The boy, if there were two boys, the older boy got two-thirds of the estate to try to keep the farm and family going, and the younger one got a third. That's, that's how it worked in that economy. But the younger son took his third early, took all the cash, and skipped town. Went off to a foreign land uh, where there was wild living, and there was all sorts of fun. And da, 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 da. Uh, Thank God we don't have any cities in America where you can do that, right? What's, what's the one city you're going to go to if you want to live like that? Las Vegas, yeah. First service, I also pegged that one pretty, pretty quick. Uh, so we went to Vegas. Uh, I, this is before kids. I turned 30 in Vegas. Birthday. In Ve- we told our, fr- our friends we were going to Vegas. We told our church we were going to the Grand Canyon, which was both true. <laughs> they both were true. Uh, but I, I looked at my wife and I said, they have this new phrase. The, the, the phrase just came out that year. What happens in Vegas? I told my wife, it's my birthday in Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And she said, yes. If something happens in Vegas, you are staying in Vegas. <laughs> it's weird to say that with her right behind me, and I, I got to watch my family stories. You were, you were eight, how long, how long, you were pregnant, six, six months pregnant. I, I did not learn <laughs> what to say. Uh, but he blew all his money, ended up being poor, and he, had to, and he had, to, had to go live with the pigs. Had to hire himself out to pigs. What's the big deal, I hear you ask? He's Jewish. Jewish and pigs don't get along. Jews don't eat pig. Bacon is off the menu. They don't like to look at pigs. They don't like to spell the word pig. They don't like to do anything with pigs. They don't, it, it might not seem like a bad job working with the other white meat. My family, our, my family used to raise pigs. Uh, and there were days that we wish we didn't because the wind happened to come that. And they smell, right? Pigs are smelly. But it wasn't that bad. But to someone of Jewish heritage, this is the lowest of the low. Unclean food. So here he is slopping with the hogs, wishing he had the food as good as the pigs. Dawns on him. You know what? Even my, even my father's servants have, have better food than this. And so he, he goes back home. Now, if you read the story, we always take this as, I, I messed up, I need to go ask for forgiveness. That is nowhere even in the story, is it? It's a conniving kind of thing. I, I'm going to come up with this. I'm just going to see if I can go back. That's why I'm sorry because I'm hungry. Not I'm sorry because I'm sorry. So he, he, he still has this unclean spirit about him. And, and, and he goes... And he goes back and they throw the biggest party they'd ever seen. He gets the rings, the sign of authority. He gets the sandal, which even servants don't get sandals. And he, he gets all these things. What about the older son? You know the older son? The one who worked day in, day out, without complaint, without trouble. The one who always did good and never did anything wrong. What was, what was his reward? He got to see his younger brother who slept with women and slept with pigs get everything else. The older son comes in from the North 40 on the John Deere tractor. Here's the party. What's going on? He's the one who put in the sweat, a little bit of blood. Whole story's not fair. 
And if I were the older brother, I would be furious. And the reason this story bothers me so much is because somewhere, whether it was home or school or church or somewhere, I learned that good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people. And if, if you do bad things, there's consequences. What's the point of being good? Whatever happened to you reap what you sow, it's not fair. Life's not fair. My dad used to say, where, where does it say life is fair? And as I read the story, I realize that our God is not fair. We have an unfair God. Can I hear a gasp? Where's the pastor going with this? All my life, I learned that God is a just God and God is a fair God. And then in the story, it doesn't sound very fair. We have a God who can forgive anything. We have a God who could forgive anybody. I thought this was unfair. And then I had children. And I learned a little bit more about God's heart. Have you ever asked your parents or have been asked by your children, who do you love more? Has that phrase ever come out of your kid's mouth? Have you ever asked that question knowing that you thought you had the right answer? Mom, dad, do you, do you like Sarah or me better? And the response, the response of every parent is always the same. I love you all. You, there's no class that teaches that, but we instinctively know it in our heart, right? And there are days that we might think we're lying. But it's true. We love you all the same. I remember when I asked that question to my parents, I, was, I, was asked, I asked mom, Mom, who do you love more? Dan or me, and my brother Dan, if you're watching this, turn it off right now. Okay, turn it off. <laughs> I'm going to see him next week. Turn it off. Who do you love me? Because I thought I knew the answer. Do you like me? Or do you like the one who, who put green food coloring in the iced tea and spilled out all over your new carpet? True story, 2 o'clock in the morning. Do you like me, or do you like the one who, who, tried, who, who tried, who actually glued the cat to the floor? Do you like me, or do you like the one who burnt down the boss's ranch in flames? These are true stories. <laughs> and my mom would say, I love you both the same. I got a buddy. I haven't talked to him for a while because we moved out here. Um, spent time in the penitentiary. At 18, high on cocaine, he killed his parents. Horrible, horrible crime. Drug, drugs will mess you up. Don't do drugs. Uh, model, model citizen in the, uh, in, in the penitentiary 20 years later. Uh, he got a work release sort of thing. And he worked in the governor's mansion giving tours. Someone asked him, how'd you get this job? And he goes, I went through a lot of trouble to get this job. Uh, many years later, was able to get out. Um, he's going to be on probation for the rest of his life. He went to our church. Ended up being the head usher at our church. And if I had Steve if, if right next to me and we got to go to the, to the presence of God and we would ask God, who do you love more, the minister or the convict? You know what God's going to say? I love you both the same. And it bugs me. And then I realize I am standing in my own self-righteousness. That's why I asked the question, right? Because I thought I knew the answer. And self-righteousness stinks like pigs. I am glad that God is an unjust God. I am glad that God is not fair. You don't want to know why? Because a God that is concerned about justice and fairness cannot be a God of love. 
cannot be a God of forgiveness, cannot be a God of grace, cannot be a God of mercy. Because mercy is never fair. Love is never fair. We all need Christ. So this week, think about this. Are you the lost son? Do you need to seek forgiveness from someone? Did you hurt someone? Did you make someone feel inferior? Have you spread lies or rumors? Was there a fight in the car on the way over here? Did you miss a soccer game or forget a special event? Seek forgiveness from those you hurt. Or are you the older sibling? Do you need to offer someone forgiveness this week? Are you holding on to a grudge? Is a resentment or pain still, still in your life because you've not released that pain? There will be hurt, pain, and anger in your relationships until you give someone that forgiveness. Did you know that the word prodigal is not in the Bible? What Lisa read for us today, the word prodigal is not in there. We put that moniker on there as pastors, as church people. The story of the prodigal son, it's not in there. And it makes me wonder which son was the actual prodigal. The one who found love and acceptance in the end or the one who was still in the shadows? Which one was really lost? There are days when I am the tin man. No heart. Justice. I'm a judgy, spiteful, cranky old pastor who rails on the sins of the world. That's me sometimes. Of course, the irony of the journey to Oz is that the tin man proves again and again in the story that he not only has the capacity to love, but of all the companions, he's the one who loves the most. They got to keep oiling him because he's crying because of all the compassion that he has. Uh, In the the book, in the book, not in the movie, every time he steps on a bug, he weeps and they got to oil the guy. Anytime Dorothy's in trouble or someone's in trouble, it's the tin man who always puts his life on the line. In the, in the movie, the oil didn't show up in the, uh, in the screen because they had to use uh, chocolate pudding to make it look like oil. May your heart reflect the heart of God. Because if I pray for justice, I got to remember myself and pray for mercy. I'm glad God is an unjust God. I'm glad that God is a God of mercy and forgiveness. For that is a God I could believe in. And the family of God said, amen. As you're willing and able, let's stand and sing our closing song, Your Love Awakens Me. And if I put you to sleep, this one will awaken you.
the time. God, God is good. good. Uh, Misty, can you do me a favor? Could you could you start that opening riff again for that song? Because I swear. Yeah, it says I am the tiger. Did y'all think? Yeah, that's what I thought. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Here we are. And uh, check out the announcements. See if anything pertains to you. We have the bazaar in a month. We are a bazaar type people that love bazaars, and we, we invite you to help participate with that. Uh, uh, see Lisa, she's here. You could ask her about the bazaar. Uh, Margaret's the one who's doing it. But uh, yeah, we, we'd love to help uh, your help and to, uh, to make that a reality. It's been a while it's before COVID since we had a bazaar. Um, may the God that brought us together today. Go with you now and forevermore that as we celebrate the changing of these seasons and these cooler days, may we still find the warmth of this church, the warmth of God, and the warmth of our hearts. Go in peace. One, two, three, four.